0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we've got a fun episode in store for you. A little bit of Blues news, a lot of stuff going on. Some more players hit the COVID list. A couple key names coming back into the lineup. The Blues next game uh, is on the 29th. That is Wednesday versus the Edmonton Oilers, and we also have the Winter Classic coming up. So a lot to talk about for the St. Louis Blues, but before we get into that, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day. If you're opening up your phone in the morning, opening up your cup of coffee with it, Uh, On your way to work, on your way to school, whatever it might be, we want to thank you guys for listening to Locked on Blues as your first listen of the day. So without further ado, let's get into some of the current news surrounding this team. It was announced that after they returned from their four-day Christmas break that the Blues are now down four more players. Ivan Barbashev, Robert Bertuzzo, Dakota Joshua, and James Neal all tested positive for COVID and are now on the list, so... Safe to say that they probably won't be available for the Winter Classic. And for a guy like Ivan Barbashev, who's been having a career year so far and just putting up absurd numbers, he's third on the team in points and plays an integral part of that uh, Russian line, that scoring line, that's been absolutely lighting it up for the St. Louis Blues. If you've been listening to the pod at all this season, you've probably heard me singing Ivan Barbashev's praises for being the pillar of consistency. He is the guy. He is the workhorse. He comes in. You know exactly what you expect of him every game, and he goes out and produces. And it's not always on the score sheet. Sometimes it's just laying the body and driving the hits. Sometimes it's uh, driving to the net. Sometimes it's screening the goalie. It's it's not always getting the goals and the assists. Ivan Barbashev is, uh, I I think we talked about it before. He is the epitome of a St. Louis Blues player, and he does. He's effective in all three zones. He's reliable, and he's a grinder. And I and he's going to be sorely missed for this team especially with the way that they're set up right now Robert Bertuzzo is kind of in the same boat um and we've talked about we talked about him in the offseason and how he kind of had a rough season last year I feel like he's played a little bit better this season still f- kind of feels like the game's passed him by at times but uh, he is that veteran presence and he is one of the core members of this team and one of the longest tenured St. Louis Blues so there's something to be said for that and with a Blues defensive core that's already the weakest part of this team and already uh, struggling, already been struggling this entire season. Uh, moving a guy out of it like Robert Bertuzzo uh, definitely doesn't make it any better. So that could be problematic for the St. Louis Blues in an area, especially against uh, a Minnesota Wild team that, as we talked about before a couple of episodes ago, I, I think the wild have the edge on the St. Louis blues when it comes to their defense. So that's just going to give them an even bigger advantage in a department where the blues already seem to be struggling. So it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of go forward here. Dakota Joshua obviously uh, has plugged in nicely for this team at time. He's on the COVID list as well. And he's, he's a grinder as well too. He's kind of, he kind of plays the same style as Ivan Barbashev. Maybe he doesn't have the same scoring touch, but he's going to go out there and hit you or he's, you're going to feel his presence, that's for sure, when he's in an NHL game. and um, So losing him from the lineup is not ideal, and James Neal obviously uh, has not seen a lot of ice time at all this, se- this season, between the injury and now being on the COVID list, uh, it seems like the guy just can't catch a break. So those are the four guys on the COVID list for the St. Louis Blues. Like I said, they probably will not be in the lineup for the Winter Classic in the foreseeable future, but... We did get some lines from Luke Korak, and there are some updates. It looks like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairou will be making their return to the lineup. So that is promising. Braden Shen seems like he is close to his return as well. So I'll just give you guys the full practice lines, and then we'll kind of break them down from there. So, uh, As reported by Luke Korak on the 27th at 11 a.m., Uh, The Blues had Saad, O'Reilly, and Perron on the first line. So David Perron coming back into the fold as well. Things you love to see. Absolutely that. Uh, Bushnevich, Thomas, and Tarasenko on the second line, which is obviously not the Russian line, but that's a line that we've seen at times um, throughout the season, and it's proven to be productive, getting Robert Thomas back into the fold. A guy that's still near the top of the team in points and I think leading the way in assists still, even though he missed time. So then you've got Logan Brown, Tyler Bozak, and Jordan Cairo on the third line. And Clem Kostin, who seems like he is returning from his injury, Braden Shen, and Nathan Walker were the fourth line. Then you've got Mikola and Pareko as the first pairing, Krug and Falk as the second pairing, Scandela and Perunovic as the third pairing, and Wallman as the, as the seventh defenseman. Uh, and then Bennington, Huso, and Lindgren, obviously. So that's kind of how the practice line shook up uh Nathan Walker absolutely playing out of his mind you'd love to see him uh, skating with that fourth line and maintaining his spot in the roster even after uh, a lot of these guys are coming back he's got, he's got the hot hands dude guys the first Australian in NHL history to score a hat trick so To keep his spot in the lineup and then pair him with a guy like Clem Costin, who's coming back into the fold. and uh, Wants to make a name for himself, obviously. A lot of guys have come in and out of this lineup, Nathan Walker included. Scott Prunovich has been the hot commodity at times. Uh, Logan Brown has been the hot commodity at times. I feel like all these young guys keep coming up uh, and getting there. Praises sung by the media consistently, uh, but outside of that two-goal effort from Clem Coston earlier this season, that hasn't really been the case, and so I'm sure he wants to get a little bit of that attention, and uh, I want him to get it too. So Jordan Cairo, obviously getting him back healthy is huge for this team and the way that it moves forward, and Thomas obviously at the same time. You, you have to mention those guys in the same breath because... As we talk about on this podcast all the time, they they really are essentially uh, the future of the St. Louis Blues and kind of the next the next in line, the changing of the guard for the core, if you will. The key word here is healthy, though, because if you guys remember, uh, right when they both went out, I believe the reports that were coming out at that time, it was right in the midst of the COVID stuff and like the Blues weren't getting salary cap relief, and so they were having to play... Uh, a man down most games and then thomas and kairu were both playing injured and couldn't afford to take games off because they already they were already playing a man down so you don't want to put the team two men down or three men down so you have to play and then it's just aggravating the injury even more or even if it's not aggravating the injury the guys who are dealing with the injuries can't play to their full extent so getting them back but not just getting them back getting them back 100 healthy to where they can play The game of hockey that they're fully capable of, I think, is crucial for this team moving forward. Now, speaking of moving forward, we're going to have to move forward to the Edmonton Oilers game on Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues. But before we do, I want to move forward with you guys and our friends over at Built Bar because it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. So if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar Bar in your plan. built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by like week three you might be thinking this is just not worth it where's the chocolate built bars are covered in 100 percent Real chocolate and most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, here's an idea for the new year go to all your secret treat stashes at home in the pantry. At the office, in the car, wherever it might be, throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built Bars so when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use the promo code and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15 for 15% off at built.com don't go anywhere we'll be right back all right so the Edmonton Oilers are in town once again as they face off against the Blues on Wednesday they still have Connor McDavid they still have Leon Dreisaitl and they're still an absolute wagon so this is going to be a very tough and difficult test for St. Louis Blues team That's uh, still kind of decimated by COVID and decimated by injuries Thankfully, as we talked about, Jordan Kyrou and Robert Thomas will be back. And if you guys remember, uh, the last time these two teams faced off in St. Louis, Jordan Kyrou had a pretty good game. He was getting under the skin of Connor McDavid. Uh, even burned him a couple times on the ice, so that was cool to see. He had a power play goal, uh, but the inevitable Connor McDavid scored as well. And Kyler Yamamoto, in the final minute of regulation, put the Oilers up 5-4, to four and they ended up winning the game. I was actually at that game. Uh, it was brutal because it felt like the Blues did such a great job of battling back throughout the game. They were down 4-2 at one point, crawled all the way back to tie it up just to lose it in the final minute of regulation. It feels like this Blues team has had problems with that in the past, and it's always it always seems like it happens in the last minute of a period or the last minute. Uh, of an entire game, and it's just, it's so backbreaking for teams, and I think, I don't know, maybe that's a reason why the Blues kind of seem to be a step behind right now, and I don't know. Obviously, it's a long season, and if you can go from last in the league to first in winning a Stanley Cup, there's no reason to think that this Blues team isn't capable of winning a Stanley Cup too, right? But so often, it feels like the teams that win the Stanley Cup are powerhouses in the regular season and in teams that people kind of expect to compete for a Stanley Cup right I mean Tampa Bay it, it doing having the reign of terror that they've had recently uh, everyone expects them to compete for a Stanley Cup every year and they go out uh, and exceed expectations whether or not they're towing the cap and bending the rules a little bit whatever it might be uh, they still have the firepower to make things happen they still have the goaltending in the defense they're they go out and take it to you in all three zones. And I think for the Blues, one of the differences between the Blues and teams like Tampa Bay and teams like the Bruins and teams that are consistently near the top there is the the finishing. And I'm not talking about, like, their ability to score goals, but it's just finishing out periods. And I feel like a lot of times for the Blues, that problem, or there there's like a minute left in the game, you're like, oh, like, We'll just go to overtime, survive, we'll live to see another day, we'll take the point and all those things. And next thing you know, there's 13 seconds left in the game and the puck's in the back of your net. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. Now we got 13 seconds to try and crawl back and regain that point that we were so happy um, going into OT with. So I think, I don't know if that's a reason that the Blues are a step behind, but it feels like there's some kind of difference between some of these teams and the level that they're at and where the Blues currently are. And I I know that there's injuries and I know that it's COVID and all that stuff. But even when they're at full at full tilt and completely healthy, it still feels like there's kind of a gap there. And so I'm not, I'm not really sure what it is. I think the finishing thing that I was talking about plays a part of it. But I think there's other things to it too. And uh, obviously we're going to be talking about this team a lot uh, over the course of the rest of this season. So we'll have plenty of time to figure it out, but it's not just the Oilers either. The Minnesota Wild are playing absolutely out of their mind hockey right now, and it's because they're getting good goaltending, they're playing good defense, and their offense is absolutely producing way past the levels that I think even the the diehard Minnesota fans thought that they were capable of. So it's got to happen in all three zones, I think. I think that's the main, that's the main takeaway, and that's the gap that we're looking at here, right? It's like you have to be consistent. You have to have good goaltending. You have to be able to score and have offensive production that doesn't waver and and isn't shrieky. And you have to be able to lock it down defensively so that you're not hanging your goaltender out to dry. And unfortunately for the St. Louis Blues, I think there's a glaring hole (laughs) in our roster and the way that it's um, constructed that basically keeps us from ever reaching that because the defense will never get to a point to where I feel comfortable with it. I'm sure where you feel comfortable with it, I'm sure where Craig Berube feels comfortable with it, unless they make a trade or an acquisition or something drastic happens like Scott Perunovic all of a sudden turns into Kale McCarr. Like, and even then, I don't even know if Kale McCarr would fix this defense because we don't really need more offensive production. We just need guys to lock it down and make sure that Jordan Bennington's not getting plastered with pucks on a game-by-game basis, and I feel like they've done better this year than they have in years past, but it's clearing that crease. It's uh, minimizing the high danger chances, and unfortunately for the Blues, I feel like a lot of the games that they lose can be directly due to the fault of the defense. Just not playing good enough, not stepping up to help out their goaltender, not stepping up uh, to help out the offense who's consistently giving them enough goal support and enough offensive production and enough possession time right but it's those counters it's those 2 on 1s it's those odd man breaks where you're like man like you, you we've had the puck in their zone the entire period we're funneling shots to the net we're creating good opportunities and their goalie's just standing up to the task and the next thing you know the puck goes the other way once and they have an odd man break once and it's in the back of their and in the, in the back of our net and you're just like How can I sit here and look at the shot counter, be 15-3, to and we're losing in the first period? It's just the most aggravating thing. And I feel like it has to be aggravating for the Blues, and it has to be aggravating for the coach. So I'm sure they see the same thing as we do. I'm sure Doug Armstrong is working diligently behind the scenes to see any and all possible ways that he can improve this team, and specifically this team's defense. But I'm sure if you bet on the St. Louis Blues to win the Stanley Cup right now, you'd probably make a fat stack of cash, if they do. So if you want to do that, go to our friends over at Online because they have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bulls season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available at Bet Online where the game starts. When we come back, we're gonna preview the Winter Classic game. We just did the Edmonton Oilers. We're gonna do the Winter Classic now against Minnesota. So don't go anywhere. All right, so weather update for the Winter Classic. It's supposed to be less than 10 degrees with a low of like negative two or something. So uh, if you're gonna be in attendance, good luck braving the elements. Um, but for the St. Louis Blues, they're gonna have to brave the elements as well—the element of COVID. Uh, they're gonna be like we mentioned earlier; they're gonna be without a couple of their studs, including Ivan Barbashev. So they're gonna have to have some people step up uh, in their absence. Kind of broke down my thoughts on where these teams are in certain areas of the game on a, on a past episode. But if you missed it, I think Minnesota edges the Blues in defense. I think. The Blues, in terms of depth, I think they have more offensive power than Minnesota does. I think goaltending, the Blues have a better goaltender. But when combined with the defense, I would say that Minnesota gets the edge in that. It's going to be a tough game, to say the very least. It would be it would be a tough game with the Blues at 100%. And unfortunately, they're not going to be. But then again, nobody wants to see a slaughter in the Winter Classic, right? Everybody loves a good nail biter so uh, hopefully minnesota and st louis will give the fans what they want in a highly entertaining Mm -hmm. hockey game that every hockey fan can enjoy against all the odds and against my better judgment because i think on paper with how these teams are playing right now i think minnesota should be able to handle uh a, a beaten and battered st louis blues team but I, I think history plays a big part of it, and coaching plays a big part of it. And for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what their records are. It doesn't matter how much better Minnesota plays than the St. Louis Blues. For whatever reason, it feels like the St. Louis Blues always have their number, even going back to last season, as we talked about on this podcast before. So I'm still going to go with the St. Louis Blues. I think Vladimir Tarasenko uh, is a... A player that loves the limelight and as we saw in the last winter classic against Chicago he kind of puts the team on his back uh, when the moments are brightest as portrayed by his playoff goals as well so I think he's going to thrive in the winter classic game I think he's gonna grab a hold of the game and his fingerprints are going to be all over it if the Blues can play stout defense or Jordan Binnington stands on his head I think they're going to come away victorious with this one. I'm going to go with a final score of So the last the Winter Classic, the Blues versus the Blackhawks was 4 to 1, right? I'm not sure this game. I think this game's either going to be 4 to 2 or 3 to 1 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. I don't think it's going to be a 3-goal deficit. These teams, as much as I would love to say that the Blues are going to just blow Minnesota out of the water. I think with the elements involved and how cold it's going to be, I mean, even if the Wild players aren't from Minnesota, if you live in Minnesota long enough, you kind of get numb to that cold, I feel like, or at least acclimated to it. I feel like Blues players aren't going to be. Maybe the Minnesota guys like Justin Falk and Prunovich. But I'm still taking the Blues this one. Like I said, 4-2 to two or 3-1 to one final score. Uh, and that's, that's my take on the Winter Classic. More than anything, though, I'm excited it's still happening. I'm excited we still get to watch hockey, and I'm excited that the Blues will be center stage for the entire hockey world against the Minnesota Wild, against Kirill Kaprizov, with Vladimir Tarasenko, with Pavel Buzhnevich, with Jordan Binnington, uh, all able to show their skills on one of the most coveted stages that the NHL has to offer. And with that... That's all the time we have for today, so I thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and subscribe to us on YouTube and hit that notification bell. That way you never miss a live stream. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening, and as always... Let's go Blues.